All right. Oh, thank you so much for hanging out um, and, and, yeah, with us this time. Uh, many times over the last seven years, uh, Christy has come to me with a weary look on her face and asked me, what are you preaching on this week? That is true. That is true. <laughs> and uh, she and I have come to realize that practicing what you preach is not optional. One study in particular stands out to Christy and I was the book of Exodus. How many of you all were here for this book of Exodus series? Yeah, quite a few. Um, God's Redemptive Journey is what we entitled that series. Um, we began that book in January of 2017. Can you believe that was that long ago? Christy and I, um, at that time, were really struggling spiritually. And as most of you know, when you're struggling with God, everything in your life is impacted. A dark cloud seemed to hover over us, and we blamed a lot of things for our spiritual state. Mm. God used Israel's grumblings and complaining to point out that we are just like them. Mm -hmm. God had done so many amazing things in our lives, but all we were looking at was what we didn't have, or what we felt was unjust. Sounds like a lot of Israelites, doesn't it? We began to repent to God, and he made it clear to us that we needed to confess to more than just him. So we sent out 42 letters to those we had hurt and harbored hardness against. The next thing God began to address in us was a hope for the future. You see, spiritual darkness does that. It makes you stop believing God will or can do something good in and through you. And yes, again, like a lot of the Israelites, we were saying, life is better in Egypt. <laughs> saying, God, I know what's best for me, and this is not it. And so we began to let go of the past. And what we knew and said to him was now, however, whenever, and wherever, God, we just want to be used by you. Please don't sideline us. To understand how God is answering that prayer, I need to give a bit of a backstory that some of you know and some of you don't. You see, when we arrived here, my solution to solving the church growth question was programs. We had just the right types of Sunday morning services. Oh, you, Stephanie, poor Stephanie, what I did to her. <laughs> In seriousness. If we had just the right type of youth program, if we just had a vibrant women's ministry, if we just had a stronger men's ministry, etc., we will add to the fold. And then God brought people into our lives. It started to show us that true growth isn't about heads to count, but rather hearts transformed. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't come through programs but rather relationships. Mm -hmm. Our desire to see lives changed by the gospel through relationships has grown more and more during our time here. That is why we have encouraged you to join a life group, get in smaller circles, and not just study the word more, but help each other apply it and have it change your hearts. Part of that process of application and change is inviting not yet believers into those smaller circles. But before we can invite them in, we need to love and to know them. God has led Christy and I to believe that is how God will use us to reach the lost. Rubbing shoulders with them at work, 
being a good neighbor, having them in our home, and caring for them in the midst of their junk and the midst of our junk. God has been increasing in us this desire to make this vision for ministry the primary focus of the rest of our lives. So in concert with this clarification, a vision for ministry came an out-of-the-left-field word from God. Michigan. Before my brother was even in the process of being hired for the church that he is at in Zeni, Ohio, God began to point us in that direction. We had never been there. We don't have any family there at that point. And I could stand up here for a long time and tell you story after story of how God has been pointing us in that direction over the last two years, but I will settle for only two. Both happened during our anniversary trips. The first was a year and a half ago when Christian and I went up to British Columbia. We went out and had dinner at a few places and did some wine tasting on four different occasions. Where were you, where are you from again, eh? <laughs> Michigan? And we're like, we just looked at each other and after the fourth time we were like, what in the world? The next time was in Grand Lake, Colorado. We were sitting in the hot tub with our dear friends that had flown in from Dallas, Texas. Another couple joined us, the four, the four of us in there, and prior to this, we had been telling our friends about all the crazy indicators God had been giving us to the point us to Michigan. And so we asked this other couple where they were from. Michigan. You have to understand, Grand Lake is a town smaller, way smaller than Chelan, at 8,500 feet in elevation in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. And here across from us sat a couple from Michigan telling us how much they loved it. So this last summer, we went for a vi to visit my family in Ohio for a week and the Detroit area for a week. We had many desires in our hearts that we hoped were from God most of which was to make connections and so that we would stay in Christian community if we made this move. But not just any community, but a community that had the same vision for ministry that we had been given. In that short span of one week, God gave us that community and began to address the many other desires that God was placing in our hearts regarding schools, activities for the girls, a job for me, reduced work for Christy, and other seemingly insignificant but important things. We were amazed and excited at the same time, saddened. To answer this clear call meant leaving our family in Chelan that we dearly love. Throughout this process, we have been surrounded in prayer and discussion. Our family, our spiritual mentors that are spread throughout the country that are praying for you right now. Pastor Chris and Kristen at the NAS, our life group leader Guy, and some even within this church body. God has already been speaking through you, as some of you, <laughs> you don't even know this, you've made remarks regarding listening to my own sermons, and remarks about also following where God leads. God has spoken to the elders as well when I told them this information, both John Simpson and Steve Furman vocalized that they already knew, but they didn't know how. God has done the same for some of you this morning. 
as I am sad as I am to say we are leaving Chelan, I'm even more excited for your future. You see, LSC is not the same group of believers you were seven years ago. This church won't be looking for someone to come in and save them from something that is struggling, but rather become part of the family and see it continue to flourish. Your elders are godly leaders who know the direction that this church needs to continue to go, a place that it cannot go, as long as Christy and I remain. We are both still on a journey together, and that journey is heading in the same direction for both LSC and the Morris family. We both desire the kingdom of God to blossom and grow. It will just be in different places. We have requested that the elders firm our calling by Livingstone sending us out to be missionaries in Troy, Michigan, supported through prayers, phone calls, emails, and please, hopefully, visits. I know a big question in your minds might be when I have told the elders um, that I would like to, how long I'm going to stay, and I have asked the elders to stay to the 1st of July. That is a long time to continue to put up with us, and a long time to say goodbye. And it is not how it's traditionally done. But Christy and I want to give the leadership as much time as possible to prepare for this transition. We felt it was a lie to know that we'd been called and not share it. Christy and I's prayer is that it, as this announcement comes across, it comes across as a God story. Acts is a dangerous book to study. I should have known that before we preached through it. The story of the sent guess we shouldn't be surprised that someone is getting sent. That's what God does when he sends us. Sometimes to other places, but most of the time to the people we spend time with every day. God is sending all of us each and every day. May each of us be faithful in answering that call. We appreciate your prayers during this time. As we leave behind the familiar for the unknown, As our girls just, this is a hard transition for them. And it's not easy, but it's good because God is good. So this isn't goodbye yet, okay? Um, we love you, and we look forward to cherishing each moment we, you have with you over the next nine months. I believe that Steve's going to come back up here and speak with you a little bit more and then we'll have a time of questions if you have questions for us um, after that. So Steve, where'd you go? And all the elders, inactive and active, please join him up here. Scott shared this with us uh, at an elder meeting, and <clears throat> we, uh, we put together some thoughts uh, just to um, uh, kind of process it ourselves, and um, I suspect that you have some of these same, same thoughts or concerns. Uh, first of all, our values have not changed. Our mission and vision have not changed. We believe that we're being developed and trained for a reason. 
And the church is being built uh, first as growth in Christ for each of us. Then we can talk about growth and numbers and other things. Um, God has a calling for individuals and for the church as a congregation. As Scott has preached a lot, life is missional. And our life groups have, been, have become much of the way that we're doing shepherding, caring for each other. We've had countless examples of, of uh, how we've been caring for each other over the past year and, and years. Sometimes it's studying the word. Sometimes it's helping and encouraging each other. Sometimes it's prayer, fellowship, meeting to get, having meals together. And of course, uh, we've been going through with many of our, or some of our members, end of life. Overall, it's good news. God is leading us. We are here as God's ambassadors. And now we have until July 1st, roughly eight or nine months, to call a new teaching elder. And just like Scott Hargrove left the NAS a few years to go to Torrey Fuente, Scott is leaving LSC to go to Troy, Michigan. A different kind of mission. Um, God's Holy Spirit is not leaving LSC. <laughs> Seasons and chapters will continue. Um, Paul left Corinth. Corinth continued on. So we want you to take it before the Lord. Pray about it. If you have questions now or questions over the next time, you know, please bring them to us. We'll do our best. The unknown doesn't feel comfortable. But know that God is leading us and will continue to lead us. We need your prayers. We all need prayer. Don't let Satan get a foothold with gossip, divisions, barriers, or rumors. Just ask questions if you have them. Yes, yeah, please. When you get questioned on the street or in the halls, it's an opportunity to share the gospel. Scott is being sent. We trust in God even when we don't see the exact path on which he is taking us. And life groups will continue to be key in helping everyone work through this change. Anybody else have some thoughts? I, I, I kind of capsulized much of the comment that we had. Yeah, go ahead, John. So we all believe God has a plan and a purpose for our life, amen? And that includes challenge in times of trial and struggle, happy times and, and times where we grieve. And all of those are valid emotions that, that we can have and express through this process. We're excited to hear about the plan as it's unfolding for the Morris family. And at the same time, we grieve in their departure. And yet, God is faithful. He is trustworthy. And this is part of his plan and purpose for them. And we can support that. And we can be excited about what God's doing in and through them. And we don't have to be fearful about what comes with their departure for us here as a body in Chelan. God has a plan and a purpose for not only each one of us, but for this body. 
And there is already a man of God that is coming this way. We don't know who he is yet, but God does. God knows the end from the beginning. Amen? We have so much to be thankful for, so much to be secure in, and so much to glorify God in. And we just want to set our hearts to that path. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. So questions. Do you have any immediate thoughts or questions? Oh, go ahead. You want to give it a go? You know, we, we went through this eight years ago. And uh, at the time, it was uh, Gordon announced that uh, he was leaving. And we all kind of went, now what do we do? I didn't know what the order of service was. I didn't know what songs we sang. We didn't know how to, how to uh, run a church. We ran the business arm of the church. And we spent a year and a half in genuine agony trying to find the person that we already knew God had selected for us. And uh, we got Scott here. We took care of a lot of that. Your elders now can preach. They do have uh, a better grasp of theology. We do um, understand how the service runs. Um, We know that there's a man out there that uh, God has already appointed, and we just need to find him. Um, there were some things that we did last time. Well, I can look, always look back on the past and see where your mistakes were. Um, you know, we sent out these wide-ranging questionnaires all over. In fact, we got responses from Uganda and every place else that all they were looking for was a place out of the country they were at. Um, but the but the point is is that uh, we went through hundreds of applications, hundreds of resumes, and that didn't help us find the person that God had sent to or was sending to us. I think we're going to be quiet. We're going to listen. We're going to talk to friends. We're going to talk to other pastors in the area, and maybe there's somebody there that. Uh, will come forward. We're going to look at people one at a time rather than 60 at a time. That's where we start, and that's, that's the point. We're going to start, and we're going to listen to the Lord. The church is going to pray. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I would add, too, um, now I forgot my thought. Talk on it. <laughs> There's a long walk from over there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let me try that again. Go ahead. Well, I I wanted to respond to you uh, maybe a little more directly, Bob. Before, um, uh, when we went through this before, kind of like Dwight said, we we weren't that sure of the path. And now we are. 
we've already selected our theme for next year. At our retreat, we're going to plan what books of the Bible we're going to study through. And uh, of course, Scott will be here for part of that. Probably the elders will be leading through part of that. And as we interview pastors, potential pastors, or individuals to be our teaching elder, I should say, if they're not in line with, with that, it's kind of a disqualifier. We're going to be leading it. Uh, we're not saying, uh, we don't know what to do, guys. Now, it's not that we're going to be, you know, pounding on, and you know, be control freaks, but at least we have a plan yeah. and a vision and a little more training to execute that. We are the church. <laughs> so, 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 Scott, do you want to talk to that just a little bit? Or you want me to want me to improvise? I, yeah, I can. I mean, yeah. So, there's something that became very clear to me over this time as well. I was holding you guys back a little bit too. Um, I'm not a great fundraising guy. Um, I'm not. I'm not. That that is an area that I lack in. And, and building buildings, I don't know if you've ever sensed it, is not like my drive my passion. My passion is more along the lines of discipleship. And, and, and so I really believe that the, the next guy coming in, part of like what God's going to do through him is kind of rebuild that momentum when the timing is right. But Eileen, when this place is busting at the seams, it's more appropriate to, to have a new building. But until we're busting at the seams, I'm sorry, this is not a congregation big enough to support a $2.5 million building project. And so, and we're okay because we are the church. I mean, this is what we keep bringing back forward and again and again. We, the early church didn't have a building. Mm -hmm. This is something that is so, like, that is a, developed, like, in the last thousand, two thousand years. is like, got to have a building, got to have a building. It's like, no, 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 no. No, we don't. This is the church. Um, and, and God uses this. And so if God wants us to have a building, he's going to provide for it. But we want to see people grow together, and we don't want to. We are not going in debt. And this, this is elder board. I think is very committed to remain. We're not going into debt to put up a building. There's, there's no reason for that. There's, there's too much good ministry to be happening with our tithes dollars than, than a building. So if God wants to have a building take place, it'll happen. The building will happen. We've got this great space to use, um, and we'll continue to use it. Um, those ties dollars that are gone towards the building fund are not being used for anything else. They will remain dedicated to that purpose. And, and, and when God provides enough funds to begin construction and that, then that'll take place. But our, their elders' of primary focus has always been the development of the believers. Like, let's build up a strong body of believers who understand when we're missional and reaching this valley for Christ. And, then, and when that happens, it will multiply. It will multiply, but will multiply in the right way because our hearts are being changed by God and we're being called out to be missional and we're ministering to our neighbors, not because we got a really cool program, a really cool building, a really cool service. Make sense? Okay. believing godly men in front of us and that is the um that's your job and it's our job to pray for you and lift you up and he will lead us and we won't lead on our own understanding proverbs three five and six so we just need to pray you guys up and 
God's in control. We're not. later on for Christy or I about what we're looking to go do. Eileen, I just wanted to go back to your qu your question uh, one more time. Uh, many of us who are in this room and a lot of those who are not in this room uh, started attending this congregation when it was founded upon a building's name, the Little Stone Church, widely known in this valley. Sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. We had a name change in 2015, I believe it was, and the name change was to Living Stone Church. We believe that this church is now founded upon the individual members, founded upon Christ, and we are his living stones in this community. We are much broad, more broadly spread into this community than any building or location can possibly be. And we would encourage you that when you leave this place today, and each time you come together in this place, that you go into the place that God has put you in this community, and you let his light shine where he is putting you. Yeah, maybe just one more thought. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one of the things we've said this year is that we want to um, pursue a Hispanic uh, ministry. And um, <laughs> I, it occurred to me this morning, this is probably silly, but it's, it's uh, um, wouldn't it be wonderful if, uh, if the pastor that we call is multilingual? and can help us through that. So if that's the Lord's will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, a, that's just a thought. Uh, if, if the Lord provides, then that would be, um, would help us. But that's what he does, right? He yeah, he does. He does provide, yeah. Okay, let's pray. Uh, Holy Father, thank you so much for going ahead and uh, for leading us uh, for your, your plans, for your believers. And Lord, we know that some of this will be uh, challenging. Uh, we, we, uh, we yield to your, to your leadership. Uh, give us the endurance to run the race. And we are um, excited in anticipation for what you're, what you're going to provide for us. We just thank you in Jesus' name. And again, guide us by the Holy Spirit. We pray. Amen. And, and I would, let me, I'd just add to Lord God, we as a body reaffirm your calling on Scott and Christy and the Morris family. We just pray your blessing over them. And Lord, as we journey this next part of life's path together, Lord, we just look to you. And we just ask that you would sift out all that isn't of you and guide and direct our hearts and minds 
help us to hear your Holy Spirit and in both how they are to move forward in the path you've called them to and how LSC in the path you're calling us to as well. We give you the glory for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.